Hallelujah. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy of our praise. We're not ashamed to worship you, Lord. We're not ashamed to lift our voice to you, Almighty God. We believe in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Worship you, Lord Jesus. I worship you, Jesus Christ. Worship you, Jesus. Come on now, church. Lift your hands and worship him. We worship you in this place. We worship you in this place. I love you, Jesus. I worship you, my King. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to your name, my King. Praise you, my Lord. Praise you, my Lord. Praise you, Jesus of Nazareth. I praise you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to his name. Thank God for Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to Him. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, tell your neighbors you love them and you can be seated. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. What a good, good God we serve. Amen. Thank you, sir. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Well, we're going to shift gears a little bit. Because we're going to do some devil stomping. I said we're going to do some devil stomping in here. <laughs> you might say, what? What you talking about, Pastor? Well, you know what? <laughs> I, uh, I got something in the mail the other day. An email, I should say. And um, in this email, actually, I got three emails. And every one of those emails was telling me about prices going up, rent going up, rent going up for this, and rent going up for that, and rent going up for this, and so forth. And at first, I was like going, you know, I was figuring the numbers out. I was thinking about how much money that's going to be more per, per year and per month and all that good stuff. And, and it started to kind of start to weigh on me a little bit. I'm like going, what in the world? What? You know, don't they know what's happening in this world right now? Don't they know what's going on? And um, then all of a sudden, it was like God said, uh, who am I? Who am I? Have I changed? Or am I still El Shaddai? Am I still the God who is more than enough? And I know that today we passed out these offering reports. And in these offering reports is an uh, uh, amount of money that you gave to the church this past year. I like to call these devil stomping articles of faith. See, I like to take mine, I like to hold it up, 
No, okay, that's not true. I like to put it on the ground so he can see it. Because, see, he's under my feet. Because, see, I've been made to sit with Christ in the heavenly places. And my, my feet are, he, he's below me. I said he's below me. So I like to take that, that, that offering report. And I like to put it on the ground. And when the devil starts to come at me and say, how are you going to afford this? How are you going to pay for this? I like to just kind of stomp on it a little bit and say, here you go, devil. Here you go. Why don't you take a look at this right here? See, I practice what I preach. I sow into the kingdom of God. I give my tithes and offerings. I know my God's got it. I know my God's faithful. I know my God's going to come through for me. He has always in the past, and he will do it again. Hallelujah. He will do it again. I think somebody else needs to say that with me. He will do it again. My God is faithful. So you got to, don't just take, I mean, yeah, you can use this for tax purposes. Praise God we're allowed to do that. But man, I tell you, you need to learn to do this where the devil is concerned because he likes to tell you, he wants you to think that you're going under. You know what one of his favorite lines is? Not this time. Not going to happen this time. Oh, it might have happened in the past, but not this time. See, you know what he's trying to, uh, 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 trying to make us do? Trying to make us doubt our God. He's trying to make us doubt our God's faithfulness. Because, see, if we start to think that God's not going to do it for us this time, what we're really saying is, God, you're not faithful. And I'm going to say something to you right here with complete 100% authority, knowing this with everything that's in me, my God is faithful. If he said it, he will do it. I said if he said it, he will do it. If we do our part, if we step out in faith, we give our offerings in faith, then glory to God, God's got it. God makes himself responsible for the results. And I know the same God who's done it for me back then is the same God who's going to do it for me today. Is the same God who's going to do it for me tomorrow. My God is able. I said my God is able. See, I, 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 I. I said this last week, I believe I said this last week, I, I, I've been pondering, man, do I get too excited when I preach the word? Do I get too forceful when I'm preaching the word? And I thought to myself, hey, that's who I am. And if I can't get excited, I'll say it this way, if I can't get more excited serving Jesus Christ and living for God and proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ, then I want to say something, that I really got to check up on the inside if this is really real to me. Because I get excited. I said, I get excited watching football. The Super Bowl is next week. I'm not excited about the teams that are in it. But I, want, I like the Super Bowl. I like to watch. I get excited. Now, if it was the Dallas Cowboys. What's wrong with you? How come you aren't praying like you're supposed to? <laughs> if it was the Dallas Cowboys, I would be, I mean, I'd be doing, I mean, I'm telling you, you would not want to, I mean, I, you'd be hearing me where you live. If you live in this area, you'd hear me shouting if the Cowboys won the Super Bowl. <laughs> but I'm not going to get more excited for them, a football team, than I do for Jesus. Amen. So I, if I seem passionate, I'm going to tell you a little secret. I am. I, I, I am passionate about serving him. I am passionate about doing things his way. Because I've tried it the world's way. I said I've tried it the world's way. Yeah. And then I started doing it God's way. And when I, see, 
I, I know when I try to do it the world's way, I'd get all caught up in that and get all worried and be thinking about how am I going to make it and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you, say, ah, and you start to wonder, what am I going to do? And then all of a sudden with God, I found out with God, I don't have to do it that way. With God, I just, I say, God, I, I'm doing this in faith right now in accordance with your word. I'm going to sow my seed. I'm going to give my offerings. I'm going to tithe my tithe. And when I do that, then I can say, God, I did my part. I don't have to worry anymore. I don't care if people are sending me emails saying my rent's going up, the church's rent's going up, our, 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 our storage facility's rent's going up. I don't care. That doesn't impact my God, El Shaddai, one bit. Because my El Shaddai is the God who is more than enough. He wants us to be blessed. He wants us to prosper. He wants us to be like that so we can be a blessing, so we can bless others. Glory to God. I was just talking to Irene, and I said to Irene, have you gone out and looked at that car back there? I don't know if you guys have done that yet. There's a, a, a car right out back. It's a little white car, and it's been given to Irene. Amen. Now, I'm going to throw this in for free. It's been given to Irene by somebody who doesn't even come to this church. Now, this church has already raised a certain amount of money. Irene has a certain amount of money, and what we're going to do is we're going to sell that little car back there. And then, once we get all those monies, we're believing God to get her a nice new vehicle. A, 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 she wants a uh, 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 SUV. Thank you. Thank you. Four-wheel drive. Thank you. That's what she's looking for and what she desires. How many know that God gives us the desires of our heart? Amen. Amen. The point I'm trying to make is this. God's got it. And when you get these, do some waving. Show it to the devil. Let him know. Let him know. I said, let him know. Glory to God, we're going over. I said, we're going over. And, and, and I might add this. We're not just going to get enough because we're not living in the land of just enough anymore. We're going to get more than enough. And our giving is going to go up even greater than it has been this year. And we've given a whole, oh boy, this church has given a lot of money this year. I mean, to Jerry Savelle Ministries, to, to uh, 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 Kenneth Copeland, to Rick Renner Ministries, to uh, uh, Mark Hankin Ministries, to uh, 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 Ends of the Earth Ministries. Glory to God, I'm excited. I, you know what that, see when, I see, when I say that, it stirs me up because I know we're practicing what we preach. And when we do it, we know God's going to come through for us. We know that God, listen, if God can know, knows he can get it through you, God's going to get it to you. Amen. Amen. He's going to get it to you. And he's not just going to get you enough to get by. He's going to give you more than enough. See what I'm saying? Don't, you, don't have to, you don't have to worry. You don't have to be anxious. I'm not worried about it. My God's coming through. I don't know how he's going to do it, but I don't care. He's got it. Amen? Well, hopefully I've stirred you up to give this morning. Hold your offerings up, and let's pray. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to sow seed into this good ground of celebration of life, church. We do believe this church is here for a reason, for such a time as this, to be used by you in these last days to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And let the Spirit of God move in it. And the miracles and signs and wonders that are going to happen here, Lord. Glory to God. It's going to be voiced abroad. What's happening in, in the Gallatin Valley of Montana. 
at Celebration of Life Church. Miracles, signs and wonders in Jesus' name. The glory being poured out in Jesus' name. And Lord God, we believe in this place. We believe in this church. That's what we give here, Lord. I thank you now. We're going over. We're blessed. We're blessed to be a blessing. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. That's when you stand up, ushers. Praise the Lord. Children. Who's doing children's church? Oh, Brooke is doing children's church. Is Emmy going up with you? <laughs> While you're preaching, huh? Hey, Reagan, good to see you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. How many are ready for the word this morning? Amen. Praise the Lord. How many know that one word from God can change you forever? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Woo. Before I get into my message, I want to share this with you. We do follow Jerry Savelle Ministries in this place. And, and the word of the Lord he got for the 2022 is, is this is the year of the open hand of God. And that, uh, that will produce unusual, extraordinary, and supernatural provision. Amen. How many believe that's true? Amen. Remember, it won't do you any good unless you believe it. Hallelujah. But then he said the Lord just gave him some more for that word, and it's this. In 2022, we're going to receive more light, more insight, more revelations, greater freedom, and greater victories. Amen. Amen. I'm hooking my faith up to that. How about you? More light, more insight, more revelations, greater freedom, and greater victories. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So let's pray and we'll get into the word. Father, right now in Jesus' name, we just do once again commit this to you, this service, the rest of it to you. We believe for the anointing right now upon my life to minister, to share this wonderful word. I believe the spirit of the Lord has risen upon me. You've anointed me to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, I believe for the anointing upon these people now to see and to hear the word as it's meant to be seen and to be heard. And I believe, Lord God, for, that as the seed is sown into good ground, that you will bring increase to the people's lives. As they step out in faith to do the word of God that they've heard this day. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. Now, if you've been in here for the past four or five Sundays, we've been teaching on uh, the God who is more than enough. El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. When we, we, we saw that was back when God introduced himself to Abram, and who soon became Abraham. That's how God introduced him as. And one of the things you need to understand, God will only be to you who you know him as. Did you see what I just said? You know, for a lot of Christians, the only way they know God is the God of salvation. Now, that's a pretty important part. How many know that's true? Because that sets your eternal destiny. 
But how many know that's not all he is? Do you know that God is Jehovah Rapha? I am the Lord who heals you. You need to know him as your healer. Do you know that uh, uh, he is Jehovah Sidkenu? How many know what that means? Because right now I'm just drawing a blank on that one. I like to say it though, Sidkenu. It's like, you know, hey, I can say Hebrew, Sidkenu. <laughs> Not that I know what it means, but there you go. But it, he has all these different names. He, 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 he uh, uh, Jehovah Jireh. I am the Lord who provides. I am the Lord who provides. Jehovah Nisi. I am the Lord your banner, or I am your victory. How many know that Jesus is our victory? A lot of times people wonder, you know, how come I can stand up here and always say all the time, I'm going to win, I'm going to win. You want to know how come I know I'm going to win? Because Jesus has already won, and I'm in Christ. Do you know that that's probably the greatest revelation we can get as Christians, that we're now in Christ? And everything that we are in Christ has told us right here in the holy written word of God. You need to take time to find out who you are in Christ Jesus. It will change you. I said it will change you. One of the, my favorite scriptures, you hear me say it all the time. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And I say, continue on to say it this way. And all those things are of God. I said all those things are of God. See, I'm a new species on the being, on the being, on the inside. I'm a species of being that never existed before until I said, Jesus, come into my heart. And all of a sudden, when I did that, boom, I went from a state of death unto life. I said, I went from a state of death unto life. I went from a state of being separated from God to becoming God's very own child. And if that don't get you excited, friends, you need to stop and take some time and think on it. Because you're now a child of God. I said, you're now a child of God. I'm a child of God. I don't know how come it gets me excited, but it does. I, I had a wonderful parents. My mom and dad were wonderful people. You'll get to meet them when you get to heaven. My mom will be the first one in line to give you a big old hug. That's what she was known for. She was the hugger. She loved to hug people. That was said over and over again when she, we, we did her funeral. People were talking about that. How much she just would love. It didn't matter who you were. She just put her arms around you and hug on you and stuff. And, and, and my dad wasn't necessarily that kind of a guy. That, you know, were much of a big hugger. But my goodness, my dad was a giver. He blessed the church over there. He would, I mean, he would just bless them all the time. He made some good money, and he would bless them, bless them. Glory to God. But I have a heavenly daddy now. I said, I have a heavenly daddy now. A God who loves me so much that he gave his very best. Jesus Christ, his very own son, to die on the cross for me, for my sins. And now, by my faith in him, accepting what he's done for me, receiving what he's done for me into my heart, I'm now his child. Say, law, stop and think about that. I'm a child of God. You're a child of God. Think about that. We're all now, we're all now children of God. I, 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 she's not only my wife, she's my sister. Wrong. <laughs> That's our, Arkansas, by the way. She's <laughs> But, 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 and get this, Ron's now my brother. Pray for me. No. <laughs> Just a kidding you, buddy. But, but we've got to come to grips with this. We've got to understand this. Better way saying that. We've got to understand God will only be to us who we know him as. And I want, if God is telling Abraham way back then that I am El Shaddai, and the word El Shaddai, one of the meanings of that is I am the God who is more than enough. I want to know him as the God who is more than enough. 
Are you listening? And, and, and what we've done is we've gone and we've looked at the Bible. And we've seen different scriptures that talk about how God demonstrated that in the lives of Abraham, in the lives of Isaac, in the New Testament. We saw scriptures that talk about that. It's all throughout the Bible. He is the God who is more than enough. He is the God who is more than enough. Is he the God who is more than enough for you? This is important. This is so important for you to grasp and grab onto and hold onto and believe it and receive it. Amen. Is God the God who is more than enough for you? Do you want to live in the land of not enough? Or in the land of just enough? Or in the land of more than enough? What is God's will for you? Do you really believe that it is his will for you to live in the land of more than enough? Do you really believe that that's what God has for you? Does God truly want you that blessed? Because if it's true, Pastor Dan, then how come I'm not seeing in the lives of that many Christians? Do they know God as the God who is more than enough? Are you hearing me? He will only be to you as you know him as. I know him as El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. I Hopefully you're catching this. Hallelujah. But we've looked at this. And, you know, the Bible, we looked at several scriptures. And the Bible says this, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. What that means is if you can find in the Bible two or three scriptures that substantiate something, then that, you can guarantee it, that's a biblical principle. All right? How many scriptures have we been looking at? We looked at lots of scriptures. I mean lots of scriptures, way more than three. The point I'm trying to get across to you is it is an established biblical principle. God doesn't want you just living in the land of enough, just enough. He wants you to go beyond that in the land of more than enough. That's his will for you. I'm convinced of it. I am convinced of it. Amen? Our heavenly daddy is a good, good father. I said he's a good, good father. And his will for his children, you and me, is for us to live in the level of more than enough. you got to believe that. I said, you've got to believe that. Because if you don't, then you're going to have a warped idea of who he is. And there's no way you're going to be able to get out of the land of just enough into the land of more than enough. It's not going to happen. Why do I say that? Because in order to go from one land to the next... It takes faith. And if it takes you knowing what the will of God is. It takes you knowing what the will of God is for your life. The only way you can go up is by faith. And if your mentality, why do I, <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Why, do I, why am I spending so much time on this? Why do I talk about this so much? Because you've got to understand that for years, and I'm talking thousands of years. I'm talking for a long time. The church has been taught that it's wrong to want to prosper. It's, it's wrong to have money. Because, because mo mo money, money is the root of all evil. Am I the only one that's heard that? I mean, I've heard that all the time. Money is the root of all evil. But that's not what the Bible says. I said, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says it is the love of money. Yeah. 
the love of money. That is the root of all evil. And what that literally means is people have made money their God. They are seeking first money and the things of this world above seeking after God. And for a lot of people, they don't seek after God at all because they got money. I'm going to tell you a little secret. That is not the will of God. That is not the will of God to love. You, you get to the place where you begin to idolize it. Got to have more, man. I got to have more. You become envious. You hear about Bill Gates, how much money he has. You become envious. I got I to go. I got more. Got to have more. Get a new car. That's not enough. Have you ever had a new car and how excited you were when you got that new car? I mean, were you pretty thrilled about it if you ever got a new car? I mean, it was, maybe it was just new to you. But it was cool, man. You got your new car. But after a few weeks, a few months, maybe a year, you probably don't even get that excited when you get in it anymore, do you? It's not that big of a deal anymore, is it? Just a vehicle. That's all it is. It's just a vehicle. What am I trying to say here? You come to realize that that there, that thing, it does not satisfy me. That, 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 in this instance, that vehicle does not feel that emptiness on the inside of me. There's, there's a place in your heart, friends. There's a place in your heart that all the money in this world can never fill. And, and, and if you were able to do a little x-ray into the person's heart, you would find it is the perfect shape of a man on the inside of you, in your heart. And there's only one man that fits in there. His name is Jesus. I said his name is Jesus. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto us. Why do you think God has us on this study right now? Because I believe we're living in the last days. I said, I believe we're living in the last days. And so God is wanting us. I, it kind of, it kind of, how, what's the word I'm looking for, Lord? It, 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 it's like, I, I can't comprehend why people think it's wrong for us, the church, to have the monies we need to spread the gospel throughout the world. It takes money to get the gospel out. How many know that's true? Am I the only one that believes that's true? If, it, if I didn't believe it, why would I have given that one ministry just not too long ago over $20,000? Why would I have done that? Are you hearing me? Why would I have given it if I don't really believe it? But I do believe this. I said I do believe this. I believe as I continue to do my part, God is faithful to do his part. Are you listening? This is something we need to get a hold of. This is God's will for our lives. It's not so that we can become selfish. It's not so that we can hoard things up for ourselves. It's not so that that becomes our idol, the thing we're seeking after with everything that's in us. It's so that we can be blessed to be a blessing. I've said this to you on more than one occasion, but man, it bears repeating right here. How many think if you have, how many have ever been to Las Vegas? I'm sorry, I'm asking for a show of hands. So there's quite a few of you have been to Las Vegas. Now, is Las Vegas, those, those casinos and those places in, in Las Vegas, are they kind of run down, ugly, poor lighting, uh, the sound system stinks, it's just run, I mean, it's just a bad place. You don't even want to go in. Is that the way it is in Las Vegas? Those places are pretty stinking incredible, aren't they? Those buildings are pretty crazy, aren't they? 
And they're not broken down. And they got more lights in Las Vegas. I, it's crazy how lit up that place gets. What you smiling? You've been there. Oh, you drove through it. Okay, never mind. Again, what I'm trying to say is this. Then why is it that when we say we're going to have a beautiful church building, people right off the bat say, well, you don't need that. All you need is a, because see, see, church is where our hearts are. We don't need a building to, to have church. Well, there is truth in the fact that God is in us. And wherever we go, we are, since we're a part of the church, the church goes. But I can't grasp the, 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 the understanding of so many in the body of Christ who think that having something nice is something wrong. If that was, if that was true, then why did God go out of his way to describe what it's going to be like in heaven? Just saying. Why would God go out of it? I mean, if he, if he didn't really want us having so much, then why would he describe it the way it is in heaven? Have you ever read about what's it going to be like in heaven? Streets of pure gold. Selah. Can you imagine that? I can't even comprehend it. Seriously, I, cannot, I can't comprehend walking on, down a street of pure gold. I mean, it's pure gold. The dust on your feet is going to be gold dust. The gates are giant pearls. See, I'm trying to, I, in my mind, I try to envision that. I'm just seeing, I mean, I'm so, oh my goodness, that's going to be beautiful. Giant pearls all the way around. And then they got these, all these beautiful jewels all over it. They're on the throne of God. Did you hear what I just said? They're on the throne of God. And yet, God doesn't want us having that down here on this earth. The earth, listen, that he created just for us. I have it up here. I got it going down up here in heaven. But you down there, I created it for you. It's a pigsty. But man, you can live down there and have, you know, barely make it. That, that's, that, is that who your heavenly daddy is to you? Is that who your El Shaddai is? And, and, and again, I'm not... I'm not trying to elevate these things above serving him. I'm talking about getting to a place in our lives that we're so blessed, we got to give it away. We got so much coming in that we got to give it away. I mean, we, the first time you give away a car, it, it, it gets you kind of thrilled, you know, it gets you excited. And, and just recently we gave away a, a vehicle. And I, my, I had gotten a thought about doing it. And then my wife came to me one day and said, Do you, have you ever thought about it? I don't remember exactly how she said it. Do you think we ought to give the, our, our, our minivan away? Do you think we ought to give it to this person? And, and I didn't say anything to her. I just said, i got to think on it. I already had gotten a thought. And what usually happens when she says something like, to me, like that to me, and it confirms what God's been speaking to my heart, I know what I'm going to do. I said, I know what I'm going to do. I have to get myself prepped, though. You know what I'm talking about. I got to stir myself up, though. I just don't want to do it haphazardly. I want to do it in line with what God is speaking to my heart to do. Because, see, when I did it, I did it in faith. I did it to be a blessing. But how many know that if I didn't have that vehicle, I couldn't have done that? I couldn't have given it away. I couldn't have blessed that individual. Are you listening? And, 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 and can I just share this with you real quick? When I gave it to this person, 
Okay, I gave it to Shelby. There you go. <laughs> but when I gave it to her, listen, do you know how many vehicles we had when that van was still ours? We had two. Do you know how many vehicles we have now that we blessed her with that? Now, this is going to take a lot of scientific data and a lot of mathematician skills. But we had two, and we took away one. That leaves one. We still have one vehicle. But you know what? I was just thinking about this the other day. I said, God, we have sown the seed. I know not only is our forerunner paid off, glory to God, fully paid for it. I'm saying that in faith. But I know you've got a vehicle coming into us. I said, you've got a vehicle coming into us. I'm so blessed. I wanted to be a blessing, and I was a blessing. Glory to God. This is the way it's supposed to be. The God who is more than enough wants us so blessed that we bless others. Hallelujah. Does this work, Pastor Dan? Oh, it works. Because, again, how do... I'm getting ahead of myself, but that's okay. How does faith come? How does faith come? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. Have you been hearing enough scriptures in here to substantiate completely 100% in your hearts that this is the will of God for us as his children? That, That is who my heavenly daddy is. As I said to you before, you could go all over this world right now and a whole lot of churches would never have heard a message like this. And I'm not trying to sit there and say I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm higher and more important than they are. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm trying to say is God will only be to you as you know him as. And if I see it in the Bible, I've come to the conclusion I'm going to receive it. I'm going to believe it. Are you hearing me? If God said it, that settles it. I now choose to believe it. That's where I've gotten in my walk with the Lord. And it kind of gets me excited all it gets me excited every time I stop to think about it because then I don't have to be worried. I don't have to have how is it going to come to pass? How is it going to happen? I don't I don't have to know how. I just know he is. I don't have to know when. I just know he is. My God is faithful. You know that sometimes, let me just throw this out for free. There are going to be some times when you step out in faith and you get the answer immediately in this, in this realm. I mean, you believe God for finances, you sow a seed, and bam, someone turns around and blesses you with a thousand, you're believing for a thousand dollars, there it is. I remember, can I just share this with you? I'm going to share it with you anyway. I, I remember when I was at Canaan land and God was revealing himself to me and God was showing me things. And I, I mean, he was becoming so real to me. You know, we're looking at that, uh, uh, that, Guy standing on that mountain with his arms stretched out. And I said, I, I was just, as I was looking, I was just reminded. That's exactly what I said to Brother, brother Mac, uh, Mac Gober, who was the founder and president of Canaan Land. And saying to him as we were walking early in the morning one morning, I'm so excited about this. I just want to get up on the highest mountain possible and shout out, Jesus is the real deal. This is what it's all about. But anyway, while I was there, as I was saying, God became so real to me. And I began to read. And I began to devour the books and read the Bible and everything else. And I started to see about the principle of sowing and reaping. And so I saw it in the Bible. I not only read books about it, I saw it in the Bible. And when you're at Canaan land, you don't have access to finances. You, you, you don't, you're not making any money or whatever the case is. Any monies that come into you go into a, a commissary. 
You know what a commissary is? A place where you can buy snacks and things like that. They fed you, but you'd get, you know, if you had money come in, you could buy your snacks and stuff. But anyway, um, so I didn't have any money. And, and, and I said, but the Bible tells me that God provides seed for the sower. And I said, God, I need some, I need some, I need some seed to sow. And, 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 I, and I'm, this is how quick, I mean, it was like probably within a few days, Matt Gover's wife leaned out of the office and said, uh, Daniel, I need you to babysit my kids. We're going to go out and we got to go do something. Can you watch our kids? Now, first of all, I was just thought it was a privilege and an honor that they would think me, a man who had done drugs and alcohol and was a carouser and did all the junk that I did in my life, that they had enough faith in me to watch their children. That blessed me right there. So I was just going, I was a happy kid. Oh, sure, I'll watch them. I didn't ask her how much money you're going to give me. Didn't say any of that. And so I watched her kids, and then the next day, I remember I was walking, and she stuck her head out and said, oh, I just wanted to let you know, I put, how much was it, Lord? I think it was $35. $35 in your, in your commissary account. I was like, going, glory to God. That's awesome. Well, I was the one over the commissary. I was the one that handled it. The men would come up to me, you know, I, we need a Twinkie or whatever the case is, you know, and mark off. I'm just trying to set you up here, okay? Just stick with me. And so Kay was like, oh, what's that mean? You don't know what a Twinkie is? Okay. <laughs> but anyway, and so the, the reason I brought that up again is because I knew immediately when she said, I'm going to give you this amount of money, that that was my seed to sow. I knew that God, I had asked him for the money to sow, and here was the seed to sow. And so what did I do? I took those monies, and there was a counselor there, and that counselor had, had said to me, uh, uh, I, I, you know, we were just talking. He said, I have need of this uh, for a, uh, uh, you know, something worth his motorbike, something about a chain or whatever the case was. And so I said, I'm going to sow it into his life. He's been such a blessing to me. I'm going to sow it into his life. And that's what I do. I took the money out of the commissary account of my money, and I sowed it to him. And I released my faith. For a certain amount of money, I was fixing. I had the opportunity to go down to Rama to go to uh, winter by, and it was uh, what's the camp meeting. I had never been down there. I heard, of course, the counselors there were all Rama grads, and I had that opportunity to go down. Again, I didn't have any money, but I wasn't going to ask for any money. I was taking God at his word that if I did it his way, he was going to supply my need. So I took that money, and I sold it. And I'm telling you again, I, I don't remember the exact time frame, but it was rather quickly. I got a letter in the mail. And get this, it was for the exact amount of money that I was believing him for, to the penny. And guess what that did to me? Getting the money was good because I needed it to go on this trip. But what do you think that did to my faith? What do you think that did to my faith? This works. God's word works. You work the word, it works. Glory to God. And, and, and from that time forward, I have always been a tither and a giver. We got married. One of the things we, we, we discussed, we we're going to always do, we're going to be tithers and we're going to be givers. And sometimes, I've shared with you before this, sometimes we've sown when it was beyond what we could sow. But we did it in faith. And we've had checks given to us not too long after that, thousands of dollars given to us. Because why? We were doing it God's way. God wants us blessed. God wants you and me blessed. He wants us so blessed 
living in the land of more than enough. Now, again, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you're going to get there overnight. It's a, it was a journey for us. We're nowhere near where we're going to be. I want to tell you that right now. But glory to God, we are a whole lot further along than we were back then when we first started. As I like to say, we, were, we, weren't, we didn't, we weren't, how's it go? The barrel was on top of us. How's that saying go? But anyway, we had a lot of money that we owed a lot of money. But here we are today, and God is blessing us and blessing us and blessing us. And I love blessing people. I love being, I love it when God taps me on the shoulder. And I've said this to you before. You know, a lot of times when God, God will tap you on the shoulder is when it's inconvenient to you. Why? Because it's easy to give when you got a lot. But when you don't have a lot or it looks like you don't have enough to do it, and God says, you, I want you to sow this amount of money, and you do it anyway. See, God never, never sets you up for, for uh, uh, getting over into lack and poverty. God is always setting you up for a blessing. Are you hearing me? Glory to God, the God who is more than enough. He wants you and me blessed. He wants every one of you in this room blessed, blessed beyond measure. God has glorious things for us. But how do we get from one level to the next? How do we get from the level of not enough to the level of just enough to the level of more than enough? Be it unto you according to your faith. Be it unto you according to your faith. Now, I was going to say that, and I got some scriptures. I don't have the time today. I'll get into them next week, Lord willing. But I am convinced that God wants you and me to live in, the, live in, not just visit, but live in the land of more than enough. But it's going to be a faith adventure. It's going to be us taking this at faith, stepping out in faith, fighting the, the fight of faith. Amen? Are you hearing me? It's not just going to happen overnight. I keep saying that because I don't want people to... God is not a magician. Woo, woo, boosh, it changes everything. But if you take him at his word and you act on his word, he's faithful. It might come in, this, in, in, in the form of a, a, a witty invention, an, an idea, something that comes to you that's going to change the world forever. And you go from a state of being un, under the barrel to the state of owning all the barrels. Couldn't that happen? Is God able to do something like that? Does God want to bless us like that? Oh, I'm convinced of it, friends, and we're going to look at the Bible. But anyway, what I was going to before I shut down this service, I want to say this. When I said that, just said that to you, be it unto you according to your faith, I was kind of, kind of, just kind of share a few scriptures about, you know, how people receive by faith and everything else. But it was like the Lord said to me, I want you to teach these people what faith is and how do we operate in Bible faith. Because I think sometimes as pastors, we just assume everybody understands that. And that's not the way I'm supposed to be as a pastor. I, obviously, you want me to be led by the Spirit. And, and, and I was telling Mark about this, and I went back and I was looking at my notes from years ago. When I, the church first started years ago, and I did some teaching on faith. And I'm looking at those notes, I said to my wife too, I'm going, man, there's some good stuff there. Glory to God. How many want to learn what faith really is? How many want to learn how to operate in real Bible faith? Because, see, the only way you're going to go from one level to the next 
It's by your faith. By your faith. You've got to get from one place to the next with your faith. That's the only way it's going to happen. Do you see why you got to have a right kind of understanding of who God is? You got to know who your heavenly father is. You got to know who Jesus is. You got to know who the Holy Spirit is. I'm talking about know. You got to know what the Bible says. You got to believe in the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. You got to believe in the Word of God. You got to believe in the blood of Jesus. You got to believe in who you are now in Christ Jesus. You got to have faith in these things. Amen. And we're going to get into talking about how do we get something from the spirit realm to this natural realm. How many believe that will benefit your life? I don't care if you've been walking with God for years. If you can get this stirred up again, because I think a lot of times we kind of put on a um, kind of coast after we have some good faith uh, um, victories, I'll say it that way, where we, we receive something with our faith and we get, ooh, that's good. We start to coast and we kind of let down on those things. But God's saying, Do you, we're on a journey in here, not, a, not a, a destination while we're here on this earth. It is a journey. And, the, and when you get to one place and it feels so good to be there and you're all excited, God's saying, come on, let's go on now. It's time to go up higher. It's time to go up higher than we've ever been before. I'm ready to go up higher. How about you? I'm ready to be, oh, my goodness gracious. I'm ready to be a bigger blessing than I've ever been before. Can I, I'll just close with this thought. You know, I shared last week about that pastor in Texas who has, walks around with a wad of $100 bills, and just whoever the Lord leads him to, he just goes up and blesses people, $100 bills. But you know what else he's done? He's given away houses. He's given away, I mean, brand new vehicles. He got a brand new car he was believing for, and it wasn't like a week later, the Lord said, I want you to give it away. And it was like, I'm going, oh, my goodness. I, I, am I there yet? Am I in that place? I want to be there. I want to be there, I said. That's called being blessed to be a blessing. Glory to God. And then you talk, go and listen to what Michael Todd's doing, some of the things they've done in their church. Oh, my goodness. It just, why would it minister to me so much to hear about those things? Because God's put that in me. God's put that in all of us. We should have a desire to be so blessed that we're the biggest blessing we could possibly be to everyone around us. Family, church family, friends, co-workers, churches, ministries all over the world. I want to be the greatest blessing I can possibly be. Amen? Amen. Our God is El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. This is a message that will change us, this church, and take us to the next level. I'm convinced of it. I'm convinced of it. God is wanting to do things in here beyond anything you could even imagine right now. Why? It's like got God's word on it. Didn't we read in it, what is it, Ephesians 3.20? He'll do super abundantly far over all we could ever ask or desire. And in fact, with the one translation, dare ask. Dare think. Dare pray. Glory to God. I, I, I'm, no more limitations. No more small thinking. We're taking God, our big God, at his word. Our El Shaddai. And what awaits us is living, living. Everybody say living. Living, living in the land of more than enough. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Let's pray.
Father, we come now in Jesus' name. We thank you so much for what you've done for us in our lives. How can I ever thank you enough for where you brought me from, what you brought me out of, that life? Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Thank you for taking my sins upon yourself and dying on that cross for me. Thank you, Jesus. My heart's cry is now to please you and to bring you glory and honor in and through the life you've given to me. For all you've done for me, I want to live for you, to serve you, to serve others, Lord. And I realized, Father God, the greatest decision I've ever made in my life was receiving Jesus into my heart as my personal Lord and Savior. And I'm going to put it out to you now, people in this room. I want your eyes closed, nobody looking around. I want to ask you this question. If you were to leave this earth today, step off into eternity, do you know where you're going? The Bible is very clear. We can know without a doubt whether we're going to go to heaven or to hell. Very real places. It's our choice. It's like what Riley was saying earlier during the worship. We all have our own will. You have a choice now to make. If you've never received Jesus Christ into your heart, if you don't know without a shadow of a doubt that heaven is your home, I'm giving you that opportunity right now. We're not going to embarrass anybody, but I want, if you're, I'm speaking to you and you want to know when you leave the earth, you're going to be with Jesus, I want to slide a hand up. We're going to pray with you. Anybody in here say, that's me. Anybody in here say, that's me. You don't know, but you want to know. Heaven is now going to be your home. Or you would say, Pastor Dan, I'm a Christian, but I've been living my own way. And I need to get right with the Lord right now. If I'm speaking to you on that occasion, just slide a hand up and we'll pray with you concerning that. Anybody in here say, I need prayer, Pastor Dan. I need to come home to the Father's house. Looking around the room again, I don't see any hands. One up. So I'm not going to hold this long. Just look up at me now. Know that God loves you. Know that God loves you. And know that we love you. That we're here for you. Glory to God. God will be to you who you come to know Him as. Amen. I'm trusting that you're coming to know Him as El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. And it's for a reason, my friends. Just like our, our motto or whatever you want to call it, we're blessed to be a blessing. I want that to be just something that reverberates in your heart. That's who I am. I'm blessed to be a blessing. I serve that the God who is more than enough. And that's where he wants me to live, in the land of more than enough. Amen? Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, thank you for these people now. As they go out this day, I'm asking you to keep them safe during the week. Bring the people back safely on Wednesday evening for the Bible study or Thursday morning for the women's Bible study. And bring the people back safely next week, Lord God. We love you with all our hearts. We are so thankful we belong to you. Heaven is our home. We give you praise and glory now for these things. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody in agreement said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. You are dismissed.